Have you ever dreamed of traveling through time and witnessing the key events of the Old Testament firsthand? Join us as we embark on a virtual journey, stepping into pivotal moments in Old Testament history, such as the creation of the world, the Exodus, the reign of the kings, and Israel's return from exile. If you're excited about this journey or maybe just a little curious, stay tuned for this episode of the Bible Basics Podcast, where we'll discover how Old Testament periods connect and bring the Bible's ancient world to life. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Jackie Adewale, and this is the Bible Basics Podcast, where weekly we break down the basics of the Bible into understandable bite-sized chunks. Is your bag packed? Okay, then. You're ready for our virtual journey through Old Testament history. The Old Testament covers a vast span of time, starting from the creation account to Israel's return from exile. Now, pay attention to your tour guide. (laughs) That would be me. Understanding the major time periods is crucial for comprehending the pattern, progression, and unity of the Old Testament. You may expect this trip to run parallel to the books of the Bible. Well, that's not true. The Old Testament books are not arranged chronologically. They're arranged by type of literature or genre. Look around. Thousands of years are stretched out before you. Let's pause and take in what's right in front of us. It's the creation period. To your left is the majestic unfolding of the universe as God speaks it into being. And there, up ahead, we're passing by significant events like the fall of man into sin, the great flood of Noah's day, and the division of mankind at the Tower of Babel. And almost walking right next to us are two significant families, Adam and Eve, their sons Cain and Abel, and Noah and his family. Advancing through time, we're now at the patriarchal period. Let's listen into the stories of God's dealings with Abraham, his son Isaac, and his son Jacob. These ancestors of the Israelite people were also called the patriarchs of Israel. The most significant focus of this time is God's unconditional covenantal promise to bless Abraham and his descendants with land. He would make Abraham's offspring as numerous as the stars in the sky, and all the peoples on the earth would be blessed through them. Look on your right. There's one of Abraham's offspring, Joseph, son of Jacob. He himself was a blessing to all nations. When he was in Egypt, he devised a plan to feed the country during a long period of famine. He was then instrumental in getting his family to Egypt. But over time, after Joseph and his generation died, his family, the descendants of Abraham, the Israelites, found themselves enslaved at the hands of an Egyptian pharaoh who did not know all that Joseph did. 
So this is the point where we're going to pass into the Exodus and wilderness period. Feel the heat of the desert sun as we journey with the Israelites out of 400 years of enslavement in Egypt, through the wilderness to meet with God at Mount Sinai in approximately 1446 B.C. Witness God, Yahweh, revealing himself first to Moses in the burning bush and to all of Israel. Look at the Pharaoh arrogantly challenging God. I bet after those 10 miraculous plagues, he had no doubt who the Lord was. Can you imagine joining in with the Israelites as they raced across the Red Sea as God parted the waters for them? What an astounding sight. And finally, we arrive at the base of Mount Sinai where God gave them the Ten Commandments. Look here, that's the tabernacle or tent of meeting. It's a portable sanctuary that served as a place of worship for the Israelites during their wilderness wandering until a temple could be built. This is where God dwelled with the fledgling nation of Israel. So far, we've been relying on our sense of sight, but take a whiff. Here, in the vicinity of the tabernacle, we are surrounded by the sweet aroma of worship to Yahweh. Let's take it all in. It's all a part of the tabernacle experience. This is where God taught Israel to worship him through sacrificial systems that pointed us to Jesus Christ. Now let's forge ahead into the conquest and judges period. We're standing in Canaan. Wait, isn't this the land God promised to Abraham and his descendants back in the patriarchal period? Yes, look around. See the remains of battles fought and won by Israel as they conquered this land under the leadership of Joshua. Be careful as we walk around those toppled city walls, smoldering ashes and uninhabited villages. These are evidences of the cycles of Israel's triumphs and hardships, obedience and sinful disobedience to God. Judges, raised up by God, guide Israel through this tumultuous era beginning in about 1350 B.C. Now we're arriving at the United Kingdom period, where all of the 12 tribes of Israel are united under one king. After that period of the judges we just left, Israel demanded a human king. Saul would become their first king followed by David and his son Solomon. In this era, which spanned about 1051 to 931 BC, we witness the establishment of a centralized monarchy and the construction of the magnificent temple in Jerusalem. Witness the rise and fall of Saul, David, and Solomon, the kings who shaped Israel's destiny. The reigns of David and his son Solomon were known as Israel's golden age. This period is marked by God's marvelous promise of an everlasting kingdom in the family line of David, which was fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
As we progress on our expedition, we enter the divided kingdom period. Because of King Solomon's failure to obey the commandments to honor God, God judged Israel in 931 BC by dividing the nation into two separate kingdoms. Gather around, let's look at the map of a united Israel. It has been split into two. To the north, there are 10 tribes, now called Israel, and to the south are the remaining two tribes called Judah. Can you feel the tension and division? As prophets like Elijah and Isaiah proclaim their messages of warning and hope to the people? As we take our last steps in this period, we see the devastation of what's left of the northern kingdom of Israel. Due to their sin and idolatry, led by a progression of evil kings, Assyria destroyed the northern kingdom. Most of the people were taken from their homeland into exile in Assyria, and their land was then settled by pagan people from widely scattered areas who were also conquered by Assyria. Nearing the end of our trek, we arrive at the exile period. After the destruction of the northern kingdom in 722 BC, the southern kingdom existed alone for more than a hundred years. But, sad to say, like the north, the southern kingdom, Judah, went into idolatry. As a consequence, consistent with the laws God gave the Israelites back in the Exodus and wandering period, if they proved disloyal to his covenant, he would judge them by sending them into exile. God used the nation of Babylon to do just that. In 586 BC, the southern kingdom fell to Babylon and the temple and Jerusalem were destroyed. What we are seeing now is the remnants of Judah. Over there, Jerusalem and the temple lie in ruins. Listen to the cries of the people. They're now captive in the foreign land of Babylon. According to the prophet Jeremiah, they will be there for about 70 years. Finally, we are now witnessing the return from exile period, commonly referred to as the post-exilic period. As God promised, if Israel humbled their hearts and turned to him once more, he would restore them to their homeland and renew his promises with them. Listen to the echoes from the stories recorded by Ezra and Nehemiah. In fulfillment of his promise, God restored the people to their own land. Wow, what joyous scenes! The Israelites have returned to Jerusalem, their homeland. The ruins of Jerusalem? Look at them! They've been restored. And the people are celebrating because the temple has been rebuilt. This was about 516 B.C. They reinstituted the worship of Yahweh through the practice of sacrifice and observance of holy days. Their sense of hope and renewal is palpable, as I hope yours is, as we come to the end of our travels. 
We witness firsthand the key events of the Old Testament while stepping virtually into pivotal moments, such as the creation of the world, the exodus, the exile, and return from exile. By immersing ourselves in these experiences, I believe we are all now better able to navigate the Old Testament and grasp its pattern, progression, and unity highlighting God's plan for his people and for us. As we conclude this episode, I encourage you to keep the Old Testament timeline in mind. I have to tell you that it was when I got my hands on a Bible timeline that the Bible really clicked and came alive for me. Rose Publishing sells a fold-out Bible timeline that clearly lays out key people and events in the Bible. It's never far from me when I'm studying. I'll place a link for it in the show notes. I'll send you one for free if you're one of the first five people to email me at info at bible-basics.org. And tell me how this episode impacted your desire to know more about God's Word. Thank you for listening. If this has been beneficial to you, please subscribe or follow and tell someone else about the Bible Basics Podcast. And we'll talk again soon.